Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. Matt is right here. Uh, Dory's over here. Um, Bo's on the floor. Bo is on the floor. That's your Bo check-in. He's acting real needy since probably Dory got home. Yep. Um, He's like, hey, guys, remember me? <coughs> Pay attention to me. Hey. I do. Hey. Hey, I I'm do. here. I'm licking you. Uh, That's his inner monologue. And it's quite an inner inner monologue. Uh, how many weeks along are we on this, honey? On this baby? Mm-hmm. 26. 26 weeks, everybody. You know, by, by most accounting, I'm entering the third trimester. Oh, boy. Isn't that wild? Do I have to send a statement to our accountant? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Isn't that crazy? Like It is. It is very crazy. I don't know. I don't know. 
I feel like we'll manage. Yeah, I think we'll manage, but I... Guys, if you're hearing beeping, <laughs> it's because I can't figure out how to work something. Hit, no, hit the start. There you go. There you go. That's it. There we go. Yep. Guys, um, I can't work a timer. How am I going to raise a child? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is It is the thing where, where it was like, oh, it's so far away. And now it's like, oh, we're kind of entering the sort of the home stretch, I guess-ish. Um, it is, uh, it's coming like winter in those Game of Thrones ads. The baby is coming. Yep. So we are in the midst of somehow trying to prepare for this child. You all will be happy to know that Matt's, the bane of Matt's existence. Yes. The couch in his office, which he never failed to... Remind me that he did not want to get, that it was my idea. Yep. Every single time he brought it up, yep. he needed to mention that. Well, I didn't. And anyway. Because I always felt like I could never truly make a dent in anything. It's, it's until now. Until I got rid of it. In the living room. Um, a woman in one of the Facebook groups I'm in had posted that she and her husband were looking for a couch if anyone was giving one away. And we had been talking about how we just needed to get rid of the sectional that was in the living room because like, I was like, this is going to be hard to sell. Like buttons are missing. It's like, it's not in great shape. It has some bow marks yeah, on it. We got it on the, uh, like it was like a discounted, it was West, way Elm discounted West Elm situation. That, that ended up being more discounted because <laughs> they took so long to ship it. And it was like one of those notorious, it was not one of those. It was, it was the, the notorious West Elm couch that had those uh, that had all the buttons problems. that would come, come off. Yeah. So we were like, no one's going to buy this couch. And so I was like, hey, do you want this sectional? And she was like, yes, I do. So she and her husband picked it up this weekend. And then Matt single-handedly moved a sleeper sofa yep. which if you've ever had a sleeper sofa you know how queen size sleeper heavy sofa they are very sturdily built from joybird uh, our new advertiser it's coming soon you can use a <laughs> discount to be just like us um and he moved it all by himself into the living room yeah it was very intense it was very sweaty work yeah but i had forethought and when I was out at the uh, bath and bed, body, bed, bed bath, bath and, and beyond, bed bath and beyondy works. <laughs> I don't know what is it. Body works, the body shop, bed bath and beyond, whatever. <laughs> uh, when I was there, I had always I'd been talking to Dory about this, uh, my worries about this chair that we uh, move around a lot. <laughs> we, I move around all the time. If I'm gonna play a video game in the. Uh, living room i sort of moved this armchair out of the corner and into the front of the television so i look like i'm in that old maxwell ad mm-hmm. you With know your where hair. your hair is blown yep. back yep 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 uh classic ad <clears throat> yep um and i bought these little guys here these easy sliders because I was like, I know that when the time comes to actually move this couch, my wife will be so pregnant. I have no friends who actually physically do things. Um, I'm going to have to do this on my own. So over the holiday, on Christmas, before Christmas, I bought these and put, put them away. I was like, I'm going to put this over here. I'm not going to mention it. 
And when that time comes, and let me tell you guys, with the easy slider, I went from carpet to laminate to rug to rug, all with the easy slider. Only one of the footy things slipped off. In the grand scheme of things, there was minimal frustration. You had a couple moments of anger at me for not reading your mind. Um, yeah, there was like, I just needed a little bit of help and, um, but, but you know, uh, you know me, I don't it. ask for help. I don't like to be helped, but I, sometimes I need help and I'm, but he just hopes I don't that like people to, I just hope that my wife it. like can understand <laughs> what a, what a task His I've undertaken. Um, and <sighs> getting the, thank God we have these dumb French doors on this office room because I don't know how this couch would have gotten out of there. Oh, good point. Otherwise. You know, and you were just complaining about the French doors. When was I complaining about them? You were like, there's not enough wall space in my office. I have these French doors. Well, that's true. That's very true. Uh, if, if I had my druthers, there would be no windows. <laughs> it would be a cell. <laughs> it would just be wall space for me to hang things. Um, but there are windows, unfortunately. So, look, I just have to say, Dory... Yes, Matt. Now that the couch is out of my office, does the concept of us sharing the office seem more doable to you? It does. Right. Because of how much space was taken up. Yeah. I mean... Half of those amps are going away. I I understand. So, look, it's just going to be the red guy. I'm going to try to get that bookshelf down to nothing. Great. Uh, This whole situation. That is all nothing. Okay. That's a music stand and a stool and a mm-hmm. record thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bought a new record shelf. Oh, good. Just one cube. Mm. You know, just shove the uh, vinyl Smart. into. Which will be great because can, we can keep that out um, on top of the subwoofer. Oh. Uh, TPD. I don't know. We okay. can put it wherever. It doesn't sure. matter. It doesn't matter where it goes. Uh, now that Marie Kondo has entered our lives, there's so much more space. Um, I got rid of a bunch of books this weekend. Huh. Hundreds of books. Yeah. Literally hundreds of books. Um, and I contacted. You should up that estimate to like 400. Don't you think? Did you count them? No. Yeah. I made that estimate before I'd even finished. Yeah. Well. we'll Whatever. See. I contacted the, the last bookstore, which is a bookstore here in LA, has a program called Rebook It, where. You uh, vomit up a <laughs> personal pan pizza from pizza hut no. remember book it honey no you I would no oh. book it you would read a book and your teacher would give you a certificate for a personal pan pizza at pizza hut i don't think we did that at our school well we did that at my school or i was it was already i was too old for that or you were just reading so much anyway i did the ms readathon every year the microsoft readathon no the multiple sclerosis readathon oh i vaguely remember that yeah that's good. Yeah, like people would sponsor Raise some you. money. Yeah, for the number of books you read. Yeah. Except I always read so many books and then I had to collect so much money. Mwah! I just repeatedly read Green Eggs and Ham and tried to count it. <gasps> no, I'm kidding. Um, anyway, I contacted this place They and they were supposedly going to pick up the books and they, I think they send them out to various prisons and libraries and then they sell some of them and, and it just, you know, it seemed like a good option. Um, I've taken books to Goodwill before and they're always very angry about <laughs> accepting them. They're like, no books. And I'm always like here and like run away. Yeah. 
I do think that Marie Kondo's television program on the Netflix is going to cause a lot of uh, thrift stores to be overwhelmed. It already we are we said that last week, and then this week there were like three articles about it. Well, about how the thr- there's so much stuff in thrift stores now. <laughs> I really was just you know correct, and I think that now is a good time to buy uh, container store stock. Because mm-hmm. people are going to need these tiny boxes mm-hmm. that she shows up at people's houses with and then leaves with. Oh, and by the way, someone, I think someone tweeted at us. She does have a line of tiny boxes. Tiny boxes. Well, Marie, <laughs> you did it. I'm really happy <sighs> that you were able to do that. And uh, I mean, look, it just is, it's turning into a situation where we. Uh, the the clock is ticking you know it's like move it or lose it and i am just so ready to move it yep rather than lose it i like to move it move it yeah that's me so um it is it, it, you know it's just overwhelming i do our house again for those of you listening at home in, a, in an apartment or a house. If you're in a New York apartment, our house is bigger than your apartment. If you're in a, another apartment, your apartment's bigger than our house. I mean, essentially. It's just we have too much stuff. Whatever. We've discussed We have this. too much stuff. But we also... Look, this is just what's on our mind. This is what the people sign up for. Us, this... For right now, this tail end of the second trimester going into the third trimester, right now our focus is trying to you know, get the nest ready. Yeah. So it is turning into a situation where I asked Dory to go get some bins to put the books in. He was recording with Andy. I was doing a podcast with Secunda yesterday and she did. She left, she went out, she did that and she came back with paint samples and carpet samples. Mm Mm-hmm. For uh, I didn't really think ever we were going to do the carpet, but apparently, according to Dory Shafrir, that's something she wants to do. Well, you know, I was at Home Depot. Yeah. They have all these signs up in the carpet department. Free installation. But I better take advantage of this. Carpet purchase. And then I like read a little closer and it was like, we come and do the measurements. Yep. They move the furniture. They said like, if you have huge, like a big bed or something, They'll charge you extra. To move it? To like take it apart. This would be amazing if they tried to move this. Oh, God. Um, But like it sounds like they'll do like basic furniture moving and it takes a day. Like to do the, to rip up the old carpet and install the new carpet. And I was like, this. If it truly takes a day, God, Godspeed. So I was like, well. We still haven't talked to our landlord about this. No, we Well, I vaguely have mentioned it to him before. I feel like the they are idea, fine with any improvements that we want to make on the house. Yes. To 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 a point. But they are also doing some major work on the window, one of the windows in your office, our office soon to be. Yeah. Because the wood, the outside wood is rotting. Because for uh, four years, a sprinkler... That we told them repeatedly that we kept was broken. Telling them was broken <laughs> was just pouring water onto this windowsill situation. That and it just rot because it was like underwater twice a week for yeah. four years. Anyway, that's going to be like major work. Yeah. So 
We're not, I mean, I don't want to do anything. I also wonder, like, are they going to, like, put up plywood to yes, cover this in the meantime? They are. They're going to board up. They're going to board it up. Yeah. That's what they said. Because they have to do the exterior. Yes. So, actually, by the way. It's a good thing you got rid of all the they stuff. They can literally go for it if they want to right now. Yeah. No problem. They said we need three feet of clearance. You got it, guys. And until yesterday, they didn't have it. You know, we also got to take the kitchen, this, this little breakfast nook table that dory bought four years ago that i said we'll never use this it will just collect stuff um and i got to put it in here um as a table because it had just been collecting stuff for four years (laughs) which also reminds me i should just go grab those chairs and slide them under here and 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 get the chairs out of my life Mm. my wife also is a big chair collector I like places to sit. It's very... I like to sit. It's interesting because when we moved the couch, I found another... There was another chair under the couch. (laughs) So I was like, wait a second. You knew that that chair was there. I sort of knew and then I I guess I just didn't fully process it in my brain. Um, But guys, gals, there is a... If you need need wooden framed chairs that have a wicker... It's not wicker. It's rattan. All right. If you need some rattans, we, it's like woven. We are your number one source because the other chairs, the extra chairs, aren't they the same thing? Similar. <laughs> okay. Dory has a style, and apparently it is uh, woven. Look, I like woven. And a and a wood. You're a very a. Uh, I think your style. When I uh, met you, you tried to be very. Um, what is it? 60s modern? Mid-century modern. Mid-century modern. That's your that's your MO. Mm. So, you know, it was a, it's a lot of I on that by that token, she had a lot of quality old furniture mm. in that it was solid wood and not like particle board IKEA bullshit, mm-hmm. which is what our bed frame is made out of. Yep. Because I bought the my bed. Yep. And I'm a, a man. Yeah. Who doesn't know better? Also, I just wanted something very simple, and I put it together myself very sweatily. I remember that. That was a long time ago. Yeah, you had that bed when I met you. We need, but not the mattress. The mattress we decided we got, and then now, like, we've never flipped the mattress because it's one of these, like, pillow top mattress bullshits that uh, you just can't. You're not supposed to flip it. You can't flip it. We could turn it. Yeah, we could turn it and then, but I think if we turned it, you, I'm worried about you and Matthew Meyer Jr. or Dory Shafrir the man. Um, <laughs> we decided Dory Shafrir the man would be a good name for the baby, except it's very gender essentialist. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, you know, we just don't want to, we want to differentiate. You know, you can't call it a junior. Sure. Because you don't like the junior. That's so, true. Dory Shafrir the man <laughs> or Matt Myra the small one. <laughs> Um, we, uh, I mean, it's almost, I mean, I don't know how long you're supposed to be on a mattress for five years. I don't either. Guys, what's your average mattress times? How long should you have a mattress? I mean, some people have mattresses for 10 years, right? Should. I feel like old people have mattresses for a hundred years. Oh God. The mattress I had growing up, it had been like a, a great aunt's. And then I had it like my entire childhood. 
How long is a mattress supposed Most to last? Most of them are ready for replacement within 10 years. Oh, so we're halfway through this mattress. So. It's interesting. That's going to be a better sleep ordeal. council recommends replacing your mattress every seven to 10 years. Okay. But I mean, they're probably like in the pocket of big mattress. <laughs> of course they well, look i mean they're a council of elders assembled from the greatest people of our the greatest mattress sellers of our generation indeed uh okay so we were just discussing this move i mean the biggest thing right now happening for us regarding this child is the the culling of the guitars the uh Removal of some amplifiers and ultimately, hopefully, a happy home. It's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff that still needs to get out of here. Yep. I have I have yet to do my books. Yep. Um, I have yet to go through. I only, uh, personally, I only have two bookshelves. So, shouldn't be as... I only have two bookshelves. Or Delia's Dory's. Actually, that's not true. My bookshelves are much bigger. Your bookshelves are uh, 900 times the size of mine. But I also had two smaller bookshelves in my office that I've now emptied. Yes. So, that's So, good. we could use those shelves for something else if we want. Books? I guess. Because if I could get rid of this bookshelf here and here. Yeah. Well, what's nice about the bookshelf... The bookshelves in my office is they're tall and narrow. Mm-hmm. So they're very practical. I like a practical situation. Yeah. We're trying to be practical. I don't know how to be a dad, everybody. So I'm really going to try my best to... Uh, to dad it up. To live it, live, live, live its best life. I don't know. Just come steal my stuff, someone. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful it's what you wish so for. overwhelming to think about the amount of stuff. We've we've already made a lot of progress. We have made huge headways. I mean, come on. Part of me wishes that there was trash pickup twice a twice a week. Like already. I mean, in the last two weeks, just think of how far we've come. Very true. I mean, look at the fact that you can see some of my desk right now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's staggering. It is staggering. Do you do you people who you are were new parents or what's your general habit at home? Are you messy people? Who listens to podcasts? Do you think messy people listen to podcasts? I don't think you can make that kind of blanket general. Or like neat people. But I do have a theory. Oh, let's hear it. I bet that people who are podcast completists are neater. Like people who need to keep listening. Yes. Or people who, like if someone started now, they have to listen from episode one and catch up. I do wonder if those people ever hear their questions answered. Like the people that ask us questions about episode two when they're on episode, when yeah. we were on episode 85. Anyway, uh, what else do we have? I posted a bump pic on social media. Yeah, she posted a bump pic. If you haven't seen that, you can head over to Dory Shafrir at Dory. On Instagram. At the Instagram. I have been... I co-opted su- it. I've been surprised by the... I, I had been surprised by the number of people who asked for bump pics. I was like, I guess I have just been so... We haven't really documented it. No. In the sense that... Like, we literally haven't documented it at all. Other than going to appointments and recording every week of our lives. 
Yeah. That's kind of documenting it, people. I think, you know what? I think it is sort of like when we were going through IVF, so much stuff on social media just like was so hard to look at that I'm still kind of sensitive to that. Sure. And I and I would never want to seem like gloaty. No. But like when I posted uh, the pic, I, re- I reposted Dory's pic. I d- deliberately wrote like the thing about science babies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I was very cash about it. You were cash? I just said, so this happened. Oh. <laughs> and I yeah. pointed at the bump. <laughs> she did. <laughs> um, no, I, I guess I didn't realize that people would be so interested in bump picks. I think people are just invested because we've opened up our lives, particularly this aspect of our lives, Yeah. to a lot of people. True. And you also think about the fact that, like, you know, we've never, even on, like, um, even our fan, like, we haven't even, like, sent pics to our family of, of anything. True. Well, you, you know, know, until, like, a week ago, I didn't have, like, a true bump. I just looked sort of mm, lumpy. I think, like, two weeks ago, you really started to, you started to, like, look pregnant. Yeah. Like, as I would, that's, it was my notice, like, when I came home from yeah. work, it was like, oh, she's pregnant. And now I, like, I fully look pregnant. Yeah. Oh, what else is happening? We, I am desperately, once again, trying to quit smoking for realsies. So, uh, cracked open the Alan Carr audiobook yet again, and I am about an hour and a half How long from being done with oh, it. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, it's four and a half hours. Oh, so it's not that long. It's not that long, but it's also like we've been busy. That's true. Uh, I've had a long weekend of, of working on stuff. Uh, all came to a head on uh, Friday. My wife was very upset with me. And I was just kind of like, I was like dead tired from working all week and asleep on the couch. <laughs> And she came in and I just was like, I was like trying to project myself onto her. And I was like, what is this attitude I'm getting right now? I think she's mad that I'm home already. And then I was like offering to like get out of your way and just go into the bedroom because I know that like if you were planning on being home by yourself, then, you know, by all means be home by yourself. But uh, turns out she was just real mad at me for smoking this morning, this morning, that morning. Uh, it was like, but it wasn't like a secret. I wasn't like lying about it. I was telling you that I was smoking again. I was just really stressed out at work and I had fallen back into the habit and, uh, you know, had gotten aggressively, it had just gotten very habitual. Um, so it's a very, it's a difficult thing. Those of you out there who have quit, those of you out there who are hoping to quit, you just, I mean, it's a it's an addiction like any real addiction, you know. Might not be heroin, but it is like a, there's a nicotine withdrawal, and you do really need to feed it. Otherwise, you get you're so stressed out, and your baseline is not what a normal person's is. And this book is sort of uh, trying to make you realize that, and to sort of get you to the point where your baseline is, why don't you want to, you should feel like a normal person. Because when you're hitting that cigarette, you probably feel slightly worse than a normal person feels all the time. (laughs) Mm. But that's your good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, hopefully this will be the week. I'll keep everybody posted on that. 
But uh, yeah, Dory was very upset with me. And I was like annoyed, but so tired. <laughs> I just was like, why is this happening right now? I was really like, my eyes were closed. I had been stewing about it all day. And I had no idea. Cause like when I, when you had the last thing you said to me in that text message, she was mad at me, guys. I'm gonna tell you what she said. Uh, Dory. Uh, it wasn't, I said, oh, didn't, it? so I had started smoking as I was driving out of our driveway, you know, you get in the car you, habitually, you light up and I, uh, was, I had forgotten my watch, which drives me crazy during the day. So I stopped the car, got out of the car, put the cigarette down on the stairs and went in to go just grab my watch and leave. But Dory was coming out with Bo and she got real angry with me. <laughs> and then I, she said, you could at least do me the favor. Oh, sorry. You could at least do me the courtesy of not flaunting your disgusting habit in front of me. And I said, didn't expect you to be at the front door. Wasn't trying to flaunt it. Sure. Okay. In my brain. Sure. Okay. Means okay. We're okay. Thank you for not actually trying to flaunt it. And for understanding that I was bothered by that. So I was like, Okay. Mm, you misread the tone. Yeah, well, it's the problem with texts, you know? <laughs> it's really the, the problem. The text was more, sure, okay. Even that tone sounds like, sure, okay. No, it was more like, uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever, I would have known you were mad if you had mm. typed whatever. Anyway, and we would have continued to talk about it and hopefully you wouldn't have been so seethy when you came home, but whatever. I'll, ultimately, it was a good seethe because it got me to the point where I was like, I, I really... started crying. I really have to, and I just was like, I believe I told you what is with the dog and pony show. You don't need to do this. But First apparently all, you, you did. Apparently I did. You didn't, you also didn't say that, but you were a little hostile and. I didn't say that. I thought I said I that. I don't think you said that. Because that would have probably thrown you over the edge had you heard me say that. But I was very upset. I felt. You know, when you were, when you left, I don't know if you know this, but when you had, by the time I didn't know you were leaving. Mm. And I had literally fallen back asleep with my iPad playing the Alan Carr book on my stomach. Yeah, so I was very upset. I didn't, I didn't mean to start crying. I didn't know I was going to start. Crying. I didn't know you would either. I didn't really know it, it had affected but you so much. But I also, I had a whole therapy session about it, and one of the things that we, that I realized is that you didn't realize how much it affected me. I never uh, made true. it. You've never made it super clear. So clear. Yeah. And my therapist was like, you should try making it really clear and see, you know, see how he responds. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't want to be smoking any more than you do, but it's the, you know, no, there's no, as Alan Carr says. <laughs> <laughs> then Matt was like, you should read the first couple chapters. And I didn't realize. Easy that way to stop smoking. It'll like help you understand. And literally the first few chapters of the book are like, the easy way to stop smoking is the best way to stop smoking. Have I mentioned that the easy yeah. way to stop smoking? So if you buy the book, everybody, you can skip the first four prefaces <laughs> literally just until like you get to chapter one. Someone... Uh, some some guy who's worked for him for twenty years. Yeah, well, the thing talking the, about the, how the great thing it is in the audiobook <laughs> that I in, that is fat interesting to me is Alan Carr's own story about how habitual and how mm. how much he was smoking for thirty years. He would smoke a hundred a day. Yeah, um, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, it seemed like uh, I finally got through to him. And then he said, I'm quitting today. I'm sorry for doing this to you. Yeah. But the problem is that when you're quitting, it's like you listen to the book, but he's like, still smoke like you normally would. You don't want to feel like you're depriving yourself. So that's been a little bit of an issue over the weekend. In fact, I bought another pack today, but I did not buy my normal two. And I also bought the brand I don't like that much. Okay. Of cloves, guys. It's not real cigarettes. As long Who are as, we kidding as here? As long as you stop when you finish the I'm book. making an active effort. To, he's, what else did he say? He's like, if I had put the sentence, stop, you will not have another cigarette from here on as the first sentence, no one would finish the book. True. Which is true. Anyway. But enough about us. How are you guys? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so... Other than all this stuff that's happening with us and our brains exploding. And I was, I think I at one point said, what are you going to do? Leave me over smoking? Didn't I say that? Yeah, you did. And I, I said, was half asleep. So honest to God. And I said, I'd never thought about it till today. And then today I thought maybe he's choosing smoking over me. Well, that's the thing with habits, right? People choose them over with addictions. People choose their yeah. addictions over everything. That's, that's the hardest part. And that uh, made me cry even more. Oh my God. Can you believe I it? I don't want to leave him. She's leaving me, guys. Oh, boy. But I'll see you at the smokers meeting. Okay, so very quickly, we'll do a little business. We'll pop over for a word from our sponsor, and then we are going to talk to you guys uh, from your emails and phone calls. Uh, Leave your Apple Podcast reviews. Don't forget to join our Facebook group. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. And there's also an offshoot group for those of you who've gotten pregnant through IVF. That is... uh, Therefore, we're not bothering those who have yet to uh, scale that mountain. Uh, and then our website is excellentadventure.com. And if you want more bonus episodes of this podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash excellentadventure. Our Twitter handle is at excellentpod. You can follow Dory on Twitter at D-O-R-E-E. Uh, Dory and Matt at Gmail and Matt and Dory at Gmail. Our phone number, if you want to call us, 413-461-BABY. With that out of the way, we'll be right back with some hot podcast action. Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including 
the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel. Thank you. We're back. Dory's again telling me to hit the button for the thing that we use to time the podcast. Uh, a timer. The thing, <laughs> whatever this thing is. Um, I often forget. And uh, as a result, you end up with uh, a podcast either too long or too short. So, we're back. Hi. Uh, and uh, where what well, you're saying, Chef's Kiss? Who said? Who says that? Chef's Kiss has become like a yes. Why? Where did it come from? It's a quite like a did legitimate it come from question. The Simpsons? No, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, it's not like a it's not a gotcha question. Oh, it's a legit like who started saying it? What? What? Uh, I don't know. I'm just wondering where it came from. Because I'm hearing it more and more, and it is getting oh a little well. You know what? Annoying. There's an article about it on MerriamWebster.com. An article about where the where saying "chef's kiss" came from, or the actual Correct. "chef's kiss," where saying "chef's kiss" came from, and what what have they deduced? This is also, by the way, if anyone's wondering, we started talking about this in the uh, HelloFresh ad at the top. <laughs> And then I was like, you know, we'll talk about it in the show. Um, hmm. They don't really have anything on the origin. No of etymology it. of it. No, they're just like, we here's, use in popular here's culture. how people use it. Interesting. We'll figure that out. Oh, wait, I guess. wait. Yeah. AV Club. Yeah. September 2016. How the Italian chef's kiss became a snarky internet cliche. Oh, look what the look what the photo is. But he never says the word chef's kiss. He says he'll say mama mia, like things like that. Mm. He's an Italian chef. He never says chef's kiss. Okay. So the answer turns out to be complicated. A mixture of actual Italian culture, American marketing, and the murky politics of Twitter and Reddit. And they're also 
talking about the Swedish chef from the Muppet Show. Yeah, he has real hands. Um. All right. Okay. As for the online ubiquity of the chef kiss, Hathaway blames the phenomenon on two inescapable images. One is of the Swedish chef raising his thumb and forefinger to his pursed lips. Yep. Pursed uh, lips. He's a Muppet. He can't have pursed lips. The other major influence on the chef kiss meme is an image known as Discourse Chef. The chef in this cartoon is winking and making an AOK sign, but it still conveys the chef kiss message. Oh, boy. No one really. Very confused. No one can really. No one, no one, for, no one knows for sure. Okay. It's a mystery. Tis. If you know, tell us. Uh, okay. So, for instance, I want to know if it was like on a TV show everyone's watching. Someone said, chef's kiss, and then people started saying it. That's what I want to know. Mm. Uh, now, back to the emails. Well, on to the emails, the I emails suppose. The emails that your wife so lovingly curated. Dory's, uh, Dory handles the front end. I handle the back end. What? <laughs> Sounds like a joke my uh, Pilates instructor would make. We are simpatico. Uh, Dory. Yes. First emails from Amy. It sure is. Wanted to send you a quick note on purging and cleaning as you prepare for baby. I also live in a 1,200 square foot house. It's a small Boston apartment. We don't even have room for a nursery. We are just going to put the baby in the guest room when all of our visitors leave, probably in the first four months. Mm -hmm. Before that, baby will be in our room in a pack and play. I just want to give you a tip of starting early with the purge and cleaning, especially for Dory. My husband and I waited way too long to get rid of things like old papers and random mementos. And now that I'm in my third trimester, it's so much harder to do things like sit on the floor and sort. Yes. Also, I've had the worst carpal tunnel the past few weeks, started in week 32, and my hands just don't work the way they used to. It's so annoying. I wish we did a lot of our paper and small item purge right away when I had more energy to do it. Anyways, best of luck. I'm looking forward to hearing how you guys are doing and continuing to listen to the pod, no matter what you decide to do with it after baby. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is a person who gets it. This is a person who gets it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I want to get everything done that I'm going to need Dory's help for. Yes. Otherwise, because I am planning on, you know, in a couple of weeks, in a few weeks, like it's, it's shutdown time. It's like you put your feet up. Don't worry about it. I'll get it. Oh, are you going to feed me grapes? Uh, no, that's not what that means. Should I get a little bell uh, to no. summon you? I mean, you can summon Bo with a bell. Oh, train really him! He'll do. Train he'll him just, to bring me grapes. He'll eat your Starbucks trash. <laughs> he is such a trash monger. He does like trash. He likes trash and um, particularly any paper, like a paper towel. He loves or a Q-tip. Loves a Q-tip. He yeah. loves a tampon. Yeah, get out of my <laughs> grossness. You're gross. Um, I'm actually gonna we're gonna read another email before I play this voice play voicemail. Okay. Um, because this is from Betty, who I also thought, look, she gets it. Okay. Hi, Dory and Matt. I paused the podcast because I had to go into work, but I need to write you. I just had my rainbow miracle infertility baby seven months ago. Congratulations, Betty. And you're getting so much very bad advice. I don't want to add on top of it, but I need to tell you, listen to your gut. Yeah. Don't bed share in case anyone is telling you to do that. And don't, quote, not plan and take a breather. You need all the stuff. I don't care if they say all you need are some diapers and a place for the baby to sleep. You need a way to bathe the baby, clip his nails, suck snot out of his nose, and an organization system for the 45 onesies he'll be growing in and out of. Yes. Obviously, you know that because you are planning, but you will get it done in time. Once you have the room cleared, it will fall into place. Oh, and for everyone who claims to never use a changing table or diaper pail, I think they all secretly have baby poop on their couch cushions and kitchen trash cans that smell. Yeah, that seems right. 
It's great that you are watching Tidying Up because although I haven't seen it yet, I read her books years ago and drawers filled with dividers and filled with neatly folded onesies and pants is what's getting me through the mornings and evenings. Oh, that sounds like such a dream. I love it. That is all. Thank you. I know you get too many advice emails already, <laughs> but having people tell you to just use a pack and play, et cetera, et cetera, was getting me triggered this morning. That's what we're here for. To be, we're going to publicly try to raise this child. It's going to be uh, uh, crowdsourced parenting. You are going to parent your own way. Betty and her 1,500 square foot of cramped Cape House in Fairfield, Connecticut. I'd like everyone from here on out to uh, sign their emails with their square footage. <laughs> Let us know what you're working with here. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to play voicemail. Okie dokie. Hey, Dorian, Matt. This is your sister and sister-in-law, Karen. What is Karen calling I in for? I just wanted to call it for a couple reasons. First... I am so excited. Karen is a giant house. It's coming up. I can't wait. Seeing Dory get more and more pregnant is just the cutest thing ever. And I'm so excited. Second, I wanted to call because someone on last week's podcast (laughs) said something and I wanted to comment on it, which was that it goes by so fast that you should enjoy every second of it. And I agree that it goes by fast, but... I kind of disagree that you need to enjoy every second of parenting. And it grinds my gears a little bit when people say, oh, they're going to be grown up so fast. You need to enjoy this time. Because sometimes it just sucks. Like, (laughs) it's just not fun all the time to be a parent. And the way that I describe parenting is that before you were a parent, you kind of had a happiness score of, like, zero to five. Like, zero would be a really bad day. You had a fight with your spouse. A five would be like an amazing day. You were on vacation or your wedding day or something like that. And Hang on, pause it for a second. And the scale. So Karen is saying that the baseline is zero. No, that's not the baseline. Well, she's saying five is an amazing day. Right. Zero is you zero had an is argument. A bad so day. she's saying the baseline is two and a half. I guess. Okay. Okay. Just want to be clear. All right. Changes from zero to five to negative ten to plus ten. So oh, you have a feeling that you never thought Bigger you could feel. And that's like when your kid takes their first steps or says their first words or something that's just so amazing you can never contemplate it. But you have a lot of minus 10 moments too, which is just like you're at your lowest low. It's four in the morning. The baby's up for the sixth time that night. You have no idea how you're going to get yourself out of bed. And you don't have to enjoy the minus 10 moments. That's all I was calling to say is that... <laughs> Don't ever feel like you have to enjoy every single second of parenting because sometimes it's hard and sometimes it sucks. But at the same time, sometimes it's amazing and hopefully those amazing moments carry you through the really, really terrible ones. And then your kid becomes a toddler and it's all held breaks loose. So anyway, I love you guys. I'm so excited for you. Can't wait to be an aunt again. Talk to you soon. Again. Bye. Third, third, third time. It's weird listening to her voicemail because... Her, our voices are very similar. <laughs> oh, I don't think so at all. Oh, really? No. Yeah, I, I mean, really, I don't think so. Oh, interesting. I'm curious if our listeners think so. Huh. Yeah, she sounds nothing like you. Hmm. I think we sound alike. I think she has a more more Boston more of a Boston accent than you do. What? For sure. No. Yes. No. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. She sounds like a lawyer, also. Well, she's a lawyer. I know. Um, that was such a sweet email. I mean, voicemail. Thank you, Karen. Also, like, thank you. Karen, like, keeps it real. Yeah, I mean, Karen does keep it real. 
Karen also has two very adorable children. Very um, adorable. And she has, uh, let's see, if I had to guess. Count, let's count the let's count the guest suite above the garage. Four of our houses. <laughs> no. Really? You yeah. don't think so? No, I think maybe three. Uh-huh. Um no, but I think that's true. Look at all like, the space she has. Okay, but oh, the but, walls, I would cover them. But this idea that you should that, that you should enjoy every moment, I think does set people up for these sort of unrealistic expectations. I think you should be prepared to live a life. And that means you're going to enjoy some of it. You're going to hate some of it. Yeah, but like, I think especially women put so much pressure on themselves, especially when they become parents. And this idea that you have to like savor every moment, even when you're in the shit, I think makes a lot of women feel bad. Because they're like, wait, why aren't I savoring this moment? Why aren't I enjoying this? Right. You know, it fucking sucks. Yeah. So... Well, I think it's a lot like making television in the sense of like, you, sometimes you feel like this is fucking mind numbing. I am like losing my mind. Uh, it's hard work, long hours. And then sometimes you, you know, you're on set and you have a, an actor who's there and they can just do more than you thought was on the page and you're pitching jokes out and having them do it and it's hilarious and you're all laughing and it feels good and that that's 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 the high so you know it's uh i think that in anything and like i always wanted to write television so you know do i feel guilty sometimes when i'm like uh i have to still be at work it's so late but this is what i wanted to do uh, why do i feel like this you know, you have to realize that uh, there's highs and lows of everything. And I think it's very smart of Karen to put that bigger swing on it. Yes, of totally. a negative 10 to 10. Yes. As opposed to zero to five. Right. Still want to know what the baseline is. <laughs> is it zero? Is the baseline still two and a half? Does the baseline become five? She could probably tell us. She'll let us know. Yes, she will. <sighs> All right. So, moving on. Um, oh, remember last week? Yeah. We heard from a woman who is pregnant and they found out that her child has esophageal, yes, esophageal, uh, I couldn't pronounce this. What did we decide it was? Honey, it's... Um, esophageal? Esophageal. I think you can go hard or soft, G. I'm not a medical... Okay, esophageal atresia with a fistula. Mm -hmm. And we actually heard from several people who this had happened to. Stunning. Yeah, I mean, once again, it's like you put something out there, it turns out the thing that you thought was like, you know, no one else in the world was experiencing this. It turns out a lot of people have, even though it sucks. Um, do you want to read this or should I read it? Which one? From Dana. Okie dokie. Hello. On the last episode, you got an email from a mom who was pregnant and the child was diagnosed with esophageal uh, atresia with a fistula. One of my twins, baby B, had this. I would be glad to answer any of her questions. My daughter was diagnosed in the womb and received three surgeries before leaving the NICU. NICU. That is a NICU for people who do not want to just say the initials. Why are you so angry about me saying NICU? Because everyone calls it the NICU. I know, but what do they call the intensive care unit? They call it the ICU. Weird, huh? But they also call the PICU the PICU. Which is the what? Pediatric ICU. Okie dokie. 
My girls were born at 29 weeks, possibly due to baby B's birth defect. She could not process fluid like typical babies, so I had excess fluid. So the repair process took longer than a child born full term. Interestingly, she also has a minor heart defect. Her heart is on the right side of her chest instead of the left. My high-risk MFM believed that when the organs were forming in the very early stages of development, there was an error that caused both the EATEF and improperly placed heart. Thankfully, there are no structural problems with her heart in terms of long-term issues. She does have asthma, which her pulmonologist believes is partly due to her her regular airway. We've been very fortunate that she has had no reflux issues, as these are common. Feeding was a major problem in the beginning. Uh, She was tube-fed until she was about nine months old. But after a few sessions of occupational therapy, began aiding by mouth. Please feel free to pass along this message, and I would also be glad to uh, answer any questions she has. The time in the NICU, sorry, the NICU, was extremely scary, but we made it out alive. The twins will be nine on Friday. I will say, like, all of the emails we got about this, everyone's child has turned out to be fine. Like, after a sort of yeah. scary initial period. Um, so, I hope that that's encouraging. Lucy, who was the person who wrote in last week. Lucy, uh, I hope you're listening and for, for the answers. Yeah. And you're getting them. Um, here's another email about this from Victoria. Yes. My son was born with EATF. Let's just call it EATF. We did not know before he was born. It was quite a shock to us. I'd never heard of Vactrol before or EATF. To make this really short, we ended up spending a month in the NICU with several surgeries. One of those was what they call a primary repair. This was to repair the trachea and esophagus. The primary repair can be very different based off of the type of EATF. There are five different types, and each type could either be a long gap or a short gap. The healing process can be very different depending on this. Long gaps take longer to repair and more than one surgery. We got what I consider lucky with a short gap. We were told our son would have one surgery and should be home with us in two weeks. Things didn't go quite as planned, and we ended up with four surgeries and a month in the NICU. We also left with a G-tube, a feeding tube placed by surgery directly into the stomach or intestine. This all may sound really scary. It is. But some comfort to offer. We made it through and continue to make it through, and my son is doing well. He's three now, and he attends daycare and preschool and does all the normal three-year-old things. Um, she also says there are lots of support face groups. Just search EATF. I actually met up with another mom from my same city from the Facebook groups, wishing Lucy and her little ones lots of love and support. Love the podcast. Side note, Dory, I love me some forever 35. Oh, I thank you. Well, there you go. Uh, it looks like we have a double shot of ramekin queer. Oh, we sure do. I love ramekin queer. She's, uh, quite possibly our... Her, her voice are always very informative. And I think she's, uh, you know, I like the regular check-ins. I do too. All right, here we go. Here's the first voicemail. Ramekin Queer, you're back in your VMs. Uh, I paused the pod to call uh, regarding uh, the family who is concerned about their baby's GI stuff and worrying about surgeries. So sorry y'all are going through this. Um, having a medically complex kiddo is really brutal. Um, we went through that and were unexpectedly in the NICU. Our kiddo has um, a brain injury from uh, from a birth injury. And so we have been dealing with a lot of that. And 
didn't end up needing the GI surgery. After three weeks, our kiddo learned to take bottles, and so we didn't end up needing to do the G-tube, but we have lots of friends who are tube-fed and lots of things around, like different friends with heart issues and things like that. Uh, and so just like special needs slash medically complex child to, or like family to family, I just wanted to tell you all, you're going to be all right. Your normal is your normal and you'll find what your normal is. And that the thing that really helped me was normalizing. So the reason why the heart stuff doesn't feel as scary to you, it sounds like, is because that's normalized for you through your sister's experiences. So give yourself a chance to normalize all of it. So the thing that has really worked for me is if I'm going to be on Instagram anyway, go ahead and curate the reality. Don't mind the yowling cat in the background. Um, I'm going to curate my reality to meet what I'm experiencing day to day. So finding the people that you can follow who are a little further ahead of your journey with sort of like stuff that looks a little more severe and a little less severe than what you're looking at is so helpful. That's going to give you a perspective of therapies and surgeries and recovery and all of those things, but also support and just kind of normalize for me in particular when we were looking at whether or not um, our little one needed to be tube fed was just like normalizing tube feeding that like those kiddos roll around with a backpack with their feeding stuff in it. And it's definitely a hard way to feed a kid, but it's also not the end of the world. And they play and they're like in the sandbox and the pool and they're like, yeah, whatever. This is how I, this is how I eat. Um, so I don't know if that's what they're recommending for you or if they have surgeries, they're going to fix that right up. Um, but I, just my heart is with you and um, reach out if you need advice on like getting ready for a longer hospital stay after you have your little one because lots of us I'm sure have lots of ideas and advice for you uh, in particular register for like a behemoth Starbucks gift card if there's a Starbucks at your hospital because we basically ate all of our meals at Starbucks for three weeks and I ate, I ate those she got cut off but she called back uh, Rem can queer. I got cut off, but I have a different question for Matt and Dory, which is, where is your registry? We are trying to buy y'all presents. Let us pay into your postpartum doula fund. Let us send you a pack and play, or better yet, a guava. Uh, let us the get a guava? you all the things that we want to get you. Is that a so, fancy pack? Uh, I realize maybe you don't have space yet or all of those things, but a lot of registries and stuff will let you kind of like hold gifts and not have them shipped, but get cracking on that registry. Let us know when we can start buying you presents. Yay. Excited. Bye. Aw. So nice. We're trying to get rid of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we are registered. Uh, I'm told Dory has done this and I don't, people have asked me at work and, uh, I go, I don't know. Well, here's what you can tell them, honey. Yeah. We're registered on Amazon. Okay. And Baby List. Baby List and Amazon. And you can just search for our names. Matt and Dory. Zegslin Adventure. <laughs> uh, no, you can search for our full names. I think either one should work. Matt Meyer, the little one. Dory, Dory Shapiro, the man. The man. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you. That is a very kind and thoughtful sentiment. And also, your first voicemail, I think, is really wise. This, 
idea of normalizing. Yeah, a difficult situation. Yeah. That you have no control over versus, you know, something you can do something about. Totally. Um, Ramekin Queer is very wise and also made a child with a ramekin. So what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, it's just like the MacGyver of uh, IVF. Uh, I think it's time for us to take another short break. Uh, it is BRB. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We're back. That button you heard me hit means that we're back. <laughs> Hey, you did it. I got to get better about that. Well, I did it, but I also did it while the... While it was the, recording. Yeah, so that's mm. not... I'm not going to call that a, a successful uh, event. All right. Well, you know, we'll give it time. Um, this next email is from Lauren. Dear Matt and Dory, hello from your boy, Lauren. It rhymes with corn. I'm non-binary and use they, them pronouns. When I heard your most recent episode segment about finding long-lost siblings... Well, who- I like how Lauren is trying to tell us how to pronounce Lauren. <laughs> it's a name we've seen forever, Lauren. Lauren Michaels. The, the only person I've ever seen. Lauren and Wally. Who's that? They were uh, afternoon drive time on uh, 105.7 in Boston. Mm. I, they, they might still be there. ZLX? No, that no. was 100.7. It was the other oldie station. Anyway, Lauren, okay. keep going. All right. When I heard your most recent episode segment about finding long-lost siblings who had been adopted, I was super excited I could finally answer an egg signal. Yes. I'm not expecting or ready to plan for it, but I do have a half-sister who recently found my dad and her birth mom. Interesting. We have become relatively close in the past three years, and it's a wonder to be part of my niece's life, and I know it made my dad really happy. The main things that she wanted to know when she found us were family medical history and some more about who we were. Weirdly, the two of us have very similar interests and both grew up loving TNG. That's right. Even though neither of our parents watch sci-fi. Lauren gets it. If your caller wants to build a strong relationship with their sibling, I would recommend either having a shared project or exploring the other's interests. We both bake, so we share recipes. I also would say don't go in with any expectations of what your relationship should be. As an only child, I always wanted a sibling relationship like all my friends, but because my sister and I are building a relationship as adults, we naturally won't have the same kind of relationship built in shared experiences as children. Mm -hmm. We do have a good relationship, though, and that's down to just letting it develop naturally and being super honest and supportive of each other. And make sure you have a therapist if you need to talk about how this might affect your relationship with your parents. I know I I sometimes feel weird or jealous now that there's another offspring in the picture. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Thank you for a great podcast. And before you start on house stuff, breathe. It's a good tip. Your non-binary pal, Lauren. Lauren, thank you uh, for that email. I like that there are people who can literally answer any question that we get asked. Totally. Uh, note, let me just do a little footnote here. My mother, Mary Myra, the lady, um, <laughs> she was, uh, let's just say, I would describe it as Livid. rip shit. <laughs> Rip shit might be a better word. She was <laughs> rip shit. 
my pleas for childhood <laughs> photographs sent her into uh, what I would call a tornado. A rage spiral. A tornado of, <laughs> of just upsetness that I, you know, look, she interpreted it as she was. She claims, and, you know, listeners, feel free to email and tell me if this is true because I'm not going to go back and listen. She claims that I said that my parents erased me from their lives. <laughs> And she has made it her mission to prove <laughs> that this is not the case. Now, I've been asking for years for her to scan photographs and send them to me. And, uh, you know, whenever I do ask, I get like two or three photographs that are, she just takes a photo on her phone and sends them to me. And that doesn't count to me. But this week, she has been <laughs> scanning away. Some interesting, like photos I haven't seen in in years. Like just like realizing that I haven't seen my grandmother's uh, in so long. It's just very nice. It's nice to see that part of the childhood. Uh, good news to everyone who thought my mother had erased me from her life. She has not. <laughs> she has just put me in her closet <laughs> on top of. Uh, you know, dozens of photo albums <laughs> from the, uh, you know, four children. She's got four kids. So there's a lot of photos in there. Um, but a lot of them are of you. Yes. I'm look, I'm not saying I never said that there were no photos of me. I said, I had no photos mm. of me, but according to my mother, I said that she erased me from her life. And I just want everyone to know she did not. No, she just, um, hoarded me in a closet. <laughs> And has now finally started scanning things. My dad took a took a photo of her in her pajamas, like with the closet door open and like photo albums being pulled out. Uh, Are you gonna? So. We should like print some of those photos for you, like have uh, them printed on like nice photo paper. Well, we can't really. Because she's scanning pages of her scrapbooks that are oh. glossied and. Oh, they're like in scrapbooks. She's not scanning like individual photos. That would be an ordeal. Right. All right. Well. Look, I'm going to see what I can do with them. Yeah. Okay. And uh, just the fact that I have some are. Yeah. It's, it's been very nice. It's uh, exciting to and see. And it's nice for me to also see members of your family who I've never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the update on uh, Mary Meyer, the woman. <laughs> Or the lady. The lady. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. You know, we've been having lots of discussions, excuse me, about names. Yes. And so I wanted to play a voicemail from someone who got name inspiration from an unlikely source. Smitty? Oh, hi, Matt, Dory, Bo, Bo, Dory, Matt, whatever. Um, This is Mickey. Uh, I've called before. Uh, However, talking about baby names... I had to tell you, Kevin Smith named my baby. Um, so, went to a Q&A in Bellevue, Washington, uh-huh. um, July of 2016, I want to say. Um, we had, we told a super depressing story about um, have, having lost a pregnancy at 16 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, that baby's name was Kevin Jade, after Mr. Kevin Smith. So, I asked uh, for baby name ideas. Um, at first, he said, Becky, I made a horrible face. Um, he said, okay, not Becky. Asked me if I'd seen Willow. At that point, had not seen Willow. 
goes on to tell me about Mad Mart again and how he always thought that Maddie would be cute. Um, and he's like, you know, of course it's Kev, so it's like a 25-minute story. Sure. All super entertaining. Um, but he asked me if that was helpful, and I was like, no, not really, but I appreciate you getting little heart hands. The more we sat there and thought about it, though, we uh-huh. figured if you drop the mad and just have Mardigan, it sounds like one of those trendy last name is a first name things. For example, my other daughter's name is Carlin. Um, oh, after George Carlin, I like of that course. Name. Uh, and um, we decided, we tweeted him and said we were going to go with the name. Would have been Mardigan Joshua for a boy. We have Mardigan Grace. Um, she's a year and a half. It's a she's great name. Fucking adorable. Anywho, um, not like three weeks later, he adopts a dog. Names it Mad Mardigan. Now it looks like I named my kid after his dog. <laughs> he liked the tweets, That's so I true. know that he saw that we were going to do it. But, you know, much like myself, big old stoner probably forgot. Um, so I figured I would share my baby name story um, and also suggest that uh, references, not a bad thing. I really like Riker. I'm just saying, Dory, I know you probably don't enjoy it. I like it, too. But seriously. Um, any hoozle. I hope you guys have any a hoozle. great day and enjoy the hell out of that baby. Okay, bye. Uh, it's funny. I was with Kevin all week last week. He directed an episode of The Goldbergs. Uh, so I wish you had sent me this last week. I would have r- reminded him of this. Uh, Mardigan. Mardigan. I like it. It's cute. I, I agree. Yeah. I think that's a good name. Way to pull from Willow, Kevin. Um, We heard, we got a book recommendation for you, Matt. Okay. I like book Brian. recommendations. I hope it's uh, Bosch's Guide to Parenting. No. Oh. It is The Expectant Father, The Ultimate Guide for Dads to Be mm-hmm. by Armin Brott and Jennifer Ash. My wife got it for me around the halfway mark of the pregnancy, which is about where you guys are at. Oh, we're past that. Oh, God. And it completely altered my way of thinking about the pregnancy and the baby to come. The book knew almost exactly how I was feeling about things with respect to the anxieties and fears, which made me feel better, since it means that other people clearly had gone through the same things. Gives great insight on what is going on inside a pregnant woman's body, what the woman is experiencing, and what to expect as the pregnancy progresses, and good advice on how to handle things and prepare for the birth. Uh, and I, this book helped me greatly. I figured it could help Matt as well. Plus you don't have to read the whole thing at once. Each chapter handles a certain block of time. So you just read each chapter, the appropriate moment in the pregnancy. Interesting. You know what? I I do need to, I need to do that to do the brushing up. Although today I, it was the first sort of day where I just was like, I had the the thought cross my mind of like, I think we can do this. Mm -hmm. I think we can be. Uh, responsible for a human life. I think. Okay, that was sort of my. I had a little moment of clarity. Oh, thank you. Um, we got an email this week. Yeah, from Aaron Gudge. Ah, oh, here comes the Gudge, everybody. Okay, Courts guys. in session. Here is what you need to do: buy me a plane ticket to yep. come to your house and design your office and help you with the baby room. Or alternatively, send yeah. me a floor plan for your office and what needs to go in there, and I'll do a design for you in exchange for your eternal appreciation. I'm a graphic designer by training and trade, and I've done several interior design projects in compact spaces with low cost. Interesting. My own house is less than 1,400 square feet, and there are six humans, three large dogs, three cats, a large rabbit, a fish tank, six parakeets in a large cage, and a million books. 
Aaron Gudge. <laughs> How? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> there are ways to make it work, even though chaos reigns in my household. Finally. Why do people keep saying they need a cool nickname like the Gudge? That is literally my unfortunate last name. Uh, look, I think that the Gudge, I think you should not uh, downplay how great your last name is. It is a great name. It's not unfortunate. Should, hey, what about that as a first name? Gudge. Gudge Myra. Gudge. I don't hate it. Um, P.S. Update on my genius child for whom you gave excellent college advice. She was accepted to, to Tulane University Honors College. Tulane. Woo! Party school. Go Saints. Congrats, Aaron Gudge's daughter. Nicely done. That is really exciting. Oh, we are going to get her into Harris. We're going to play some slots. It's going to be great. Oh boy. We'll get her a fake ID. Oh boy. Um all right. There's been some debate lately amongst the eggheads about traveling with infants. Yes. Uh I think specifically to one destination in particular. Indeed. Um so Hannah wrote in. Uh-huh. And had a a uh, a take I was not expecting. Let's hear it. Hey, Matt and Dory, about the woman who cautioned you not to travel to Disney or anywhere else with a nursing baby. Her experience is valid, uh-huh. but it is one of many experiences. True. Personally, I find it to be the easiest time to travel. I think Hannah has five children, so she knows from whence she speaks. She knows from travel? Yes. We've done significant globe trotting with young children and nursing babies, and the nursing baby usually hangs out in a baby carrier, nurses when necessary, and sleeps a lot, especially when they're little. I've never had to miss out on any activities because of a nursing baby, whereas a toddler tantrum can give you a run for your money. Yeah, that's the worry, right? The toddler tantrum? Yeah. The great toddler tantrums of 2025? <laughs> uh, Two? Yeah. <laughs> the bottom line is not to rule anything out until your baby is born and you fall into a rhythm. Decide how you'd like to parent and get to know the temperament of your baby. The only place where I advocate absolute inflexibility is in car seat safety. I love car seats. A car seat isn't a piece of baby gear. It's a potentially life-saving device and must be used 100% according to manufacturer specifications. Excuse me. If it's going to be able to do its job in the event of a collision, a large majority of car seats on the road are installed incorrectly or being used incorrectly. I'd highly suggest you both meet with a currently certified child passenger safety technician before the baby is born to go over use, care, and installation. Find a technician or fitting station at seatcheck.org or saferride.gov. Yeah, I was talking to... uh, That is some good advice. The bishops about that. They... uh they have their car seats professionally installed and i was mm. just like mm, i could do it well but better. now i mean now this is khan as a second person yep i've heard of doing this yeah. so look i think it's obviously very important and uh something that should be looked into by us yes the humans uh what do we do two car seats well i think we can do two bases oh, and then I we see. have one car seat and it goes it just locks That's into the base that's interesting. Um, okay, we've arrived at the we've officially arrived at the Disney portion of the podcast. <laughs> um, this is from Veronica. 
Just uh, hurt. Hang on. Before you get to, we have a, we have a, I can very quickly answer uh, Anonymous's question. Okay. I didn't know if that was going to be too uh, long. Anonymous uh, is asking about recording equipment that will be easier. Uh, their father has a very good memory, but recently has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and they'd like to get the memories recorded. Uh, so this would be, you're looking for a very, uh, easy solution that's going to be good quality. I would say you're going to do... What about a USB mic that just plugs into your phone? I, I wouldn't futz with that kind of a thing. I would go for something that records to an SD card. So I would get uh, either a Zoom H4n, which are, very, which are much cheaper than the, the H6, which we use for the podcast, um, and uh, record onto an SD card and then back that SD card up. So just it's like two hundred dollars. You can get them pretty much anywhere. Audio equipment is sold. Uh, Best Buy, Target, I'm sure might even Target.com might have it. But uh, Sam Ash Guitar Center, uh, those places are going to have it for sure. Uh, Amazon has them, and uh, yeah, you're looking for Zoom. Um, the Tascams are okay too, but I prefer my my favorite is the Zooms. So there you go. That's my answer to that question. Um, back to Disney Corner. Well, Anonymous also had a Disney question. Oh, there you go. Uh, My mother-in-law is taking all the girls to Disney World in a few weeks. We're Uh staying at the Grand Floridian. Our party is four adults. Fancy. Four kids, two are four years old. Uh I have a few questions if you have the time. Shoot. One, is the photo package worth buying? Uh, You can uh, with your, because you'll be staying at a Disney property hotel, you'll be given a magic band. That magic band will give you access to... um, all of those photographs uh you you know you have the on the disney photographers that are roaming around the park you can stand in front of the castle they'll take a picture they'll tap your magic band to the thing and then that will go into your system and then what you can do later is look at the photos and if there's any photos you really want then i would say yes buy them but you don't have to buy a package you can just pick and choose two is it worth schlepping a stroller down there one family is taking an umbrella stroller I thought I might take our big stroller. There are three cup holders, but is it worth dragging it onto a plane then wheeling around the park? There are no shortage of stroller rentals available at Walt Disney World. I know some people do like to have their own strollers with them, but it is a schlep. And if you're worried about there not being a stroller around, guess what? There's going to be a stroller around. Three, what type of bag would you suggest carrying in the park? Is a backpack too bulky to take on rides? I want to take toddler snacks and wipes at the very least. If we have a big stroller, then I can load it full of whatever. But if a stroller is not worth the trouble, then do I carry the minimum I'm comfortable with shoving in my pockets? Uh, you could take a like a like a, a, a fanny s- pack. No, even beyond a fanny pack, you know, one of those uh, gym, uh, like those Nike athletic bag things that are just essentially they're they're soft bags that have a pull string. Oh yeah, and yeah, those yeah, function yeah. as backpack mm-hmm. straps. Something like that, because you have to get, if you're going to take something with you that you want to take on the ride, but being that you're going to be having small children, you can probably do a rider swap situation, so you won't really have to worry about it. But anything that you're thinking about carrying with you at all times, I would put in a bag that will easily fit into either uh, the the little mesh netting they have for the stuff, or you want to be compact, but not super compact. But again, if if you've got a other people with you that are adults then you can do ride or swap good advice um all right 
This is from Mitchell in Arkansas, who is sometimes known as the way too serious Disney fan from Arkansas. Um, on the topic of babies at Disney, our policy, we have a 16 month old and a four and a half year old was their first visit would only come after the babies were off bottles. Mm -hmm. formula or breastfed from a bottle it didn't matter to us we were not bringing bottles to disney world both of our boys were around 15 months for their first trips and i feel like that worked great for us both of my boys love people watching so just cruising around in the stroller is perfect for them because there's always something to look at i have a close friend who took each of his three kids when they were younger than a year and were still breastfeeding and he swears by it they would just stop by the baby care center in each park have mom feed the kid and get back to their day feeding was never that simple or easy for us so that was never a consideration for us a lot of it depends on the child, how comfortable mom is breastfeeding, and ultimately what you are wanting to get out of your trip to Disney. So your mileage may vary, but for us, we couldn't imagine going with bottles and think 15 months was a good, was a good age for our kiddos. The Crystal Palace is the correct name for that Winnie the Pooh character <laughs> meal, and it is right by the Baby Care Center where they have at least, which they have at each of the four theme parks at Walt Disney World. I guess that's it for now, and I'm truly so sorry for this now becoming Matt and Dory's excellent adventure, an IVF journey that sometimes meanders into Disney parks. <laughs> I don't mind it, honestly. Uh, and a, a note also, Veronica wrote in to confirm that it is the Crystal Palace, but she also wrote, yes, the food is awful, but the only way I get to see Eeyore without the Halloween party crowd. And actually, Veronica also points out that there are a ton of Disney planning Facebook groups with overly enthusiastic people willing to help any oh, first time. I think that uh, they are people that spend time on Facebook that are just like me. I'm happy to answer any Disney questions that come along to the podcast. I love Disney Corner. It's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> uh, okay. So, it's that time, everybody. A time to say thank you to our patrons, the people who support the podcast uh, by patroning us. Patreoning. I don't know. Whatever. You can support us on Patreon. You get two, up to two bonus episodes a month. You can go to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Uh, if you were wondering how to donate to our uh, doula fund, that's a great way to do it. Huge thanks to our supporters. If you support us at the $5 level, you'll get your name read uh, on the podcast each month. You will also get the back catalog if you need more of us arguing or being weird. That's or talking the place about to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's time to say a thank you. Uh, Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Jolene Sigler. Julie Phillips. Kane McCall. Kate Dweez. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Regan. Katie Tavey. Katie Lucy. Kelly. Kelly Zimmerman. Kelsey Kinneman. Carrie Mills. Kim Meestra. Mestra. 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 Kim. Way to go. Kim Thompson. Kimberly Kim. <laughs> Kimberly Shepard. Uh, Kristen Anderson. Christopher Fonagy. Did he call in? He did. I didn't. We didn't have time to play his voice. Oh, Christopher, we're gonna hit you up. Don't you worry. Yeah. Uh, Layla Arshid. Laura Dodge. Because Christopher also uh, is a TNC listener, so my brain was uh. like, "Wait, which podcast did he?" <laughs> uh, where were you? I said Laura Dodge. You sure did. And then I say Laura Rosenblum. Lauren Luther. Uh, Lauren Nykvist. Leslie Shoop. Lettuce Sparkle. Lex Conan. Hey, Lex. How are you? Lindsay Earls. Linnea Thunsell. Luke Evers. Amanda Johnson. Margaret Metcalf. Margie Oakley. Marika. Martin Hedegaard Peterson. Marika? Mary B. Mary Brasick. Maud Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. Megan Frank. Megan Kosowitz. Megan Sherbanu. Sherbanu? Sure. Megan Drury. Uh, Magana Prasad. Melinda Phelps. Melissa March Quinn. Michael and Stephanie Garrier. Michael Kitzmiller. Mike, Kim, and Leo. Monica Bold. Mariah C. Adamick. Mr. Bundy, a.k.a. Jason King. 
Nicole Pandey. Uh, Nicholas Kidmore. Nikki Bossert. Nina Berg Christensen. Narantha Balagopal. Patricia Faust Reisig. Rezig. Paula. Uh, Preeti Hira. QN. Rachel Bannon. Rachel Lander. Rachel Dylan Snyder. Rachel Downey. Rachel Kuzma. Robert Olson. Sabrina Stern. Sandra Mahler. Sarah Prager. Sarah Reistad Long. Sarah Bury. Sarah Lewis. Sarah Swift. Shari Olson. Siri K. Gasky. SJV. Uh, Sophie S. Stephanie Thompson. Stephen Azar. Susan Fisher. Tanya Davidova. Tanya Kirshenman. Tara Robstad. The Holterman Clan. The Campbells. Tina Rowdio. Tyne Ludwig. Tracy Jury. Tracy Krauser. Victoria D. Wendy Nielsen. Sandy Berry. Alexandra Fe. Allie, Charlie's mom. <laughs> Allison St. Louis. Amanda Lanceter. And Amanda Schramm. We really did it, everybody. Thank you all so much for being a part of the show and helping us to continue to do it. Uh, you know. You all are the best. We have a lot of data to move in and out of the server, and thanks for helping. Um, uh, tune in next week for week 27. Do we have a thing next week? No. Nope. Oh, yeah, we're, we do. We have an orientation for a, for a uh, infant care kind of thing. At Cedars? No. We have a whole thing. I don't know what's happening next weekend, but guess what? <laughs> I have to go to it. So if you're looking for your Star Trek podcast to get longer, my hope is that they stay at about two hours. <laughs> oh, Jesus. A reasonable two hours. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.